with the words of the Greek palindrome engraved on it, Nipson anomimata mimonon opsin. In other words, wash your iniquities, your sins, not just your face. In the center of the pool stands a bronze sculpture representing a human figure alighting upon the water. As it touches the water with its hand to wash not only its face, but also its soul through the tears of repentance, the figure stretches back with winged arms and is about to take off in flight. Now this sculpture represents our potential as Christians. Through repentance, the soul within us springs wings and soars to achieve its potential, namely theosis or union with God. So let's talk about our potential as Orthodox Christians this week, next week, and maybe the following week. What is this potential that God has placed in us? How do we achieve it? When asked what he thought the business of the church was, one person replied, quote, the business of the church is to show people what they can become by God's grace, close quote. A finer answer I could not think. And the one thing that holds us back from becoming what God wants us to be is that three-letter word, S-I-N, sin. And that is why the church calls on us constantly to repent, because it is sin that holds us back from greatness, holds us back from being able to achieve our potential, which is becoming partakers of divine nature, union with God. A young artist won an award for a painting of unusual merit. And on receiving the award, he said to a friend, you know, that isn't really my best painting. And the friend said, oh, then why did you, why did you submit this? Why didn't you submit your best painting? And with a smile, the artist replied, because my best painting is not yet done. As Christians, we are all of us painting pictures of Jesus with our lives each day. But because we are constantly growing and becoming, the best painting is yet to be. And Paul, St. Paul said this in Philippians 3.12, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I press on toward the mark toward the goal. When Jesus first saw Simon Peter, he saw beyond the exterior of Peter, he saw and he looked right into the depths of his soul. He knew the kind of person Simon Peter had always been, impetuous, easily influenced, even cowardly. But Jesus saw, saw what he could do in the life of this man how he could change, change him from the kind of person he was to the kind of person who could be used for God's glory in his kingdom. So after 
Gazing at Simon Peter intently, Jesus spoke these words to him. You are, you shall become. You are, he said to Peter, and those words expressed the real and the actual, what was, but then he added immediately, you shall become, referring to the potential, referring to what he can be. And that's the way God always looks at people. He looks at a shepherd boy, David, tending sheep in the fields, and he sees a king in him. God sees our shortcomings and our weaknesses also, but he sees beyond that. He sees what we can become through his son Jesus, and that's why he sent him to be our savior, to release us from sin, so that we may be able to achieve our potential. He sees our potential to become all that he originally created us to be. Jesus looked at him and said, so you are Simon, the son of John, you shall be called Cephas, which means Peter. You are, you shall be. The actual, the possible. Realism, idealism, what is, what ought to be. And between the two, the Lord Jesus Christ. His presence is like a mighty bridge that spans the vast chasm between the actual and the potential. Like Michelangelo, who looked at a rough, shapeless stone and saw a statue of David in it. Jesus constantly looks at people in terms of what they can become. The way we may be, all of us, defeated, degraded, soiled, enslaved by our passions, yet through Christ we can be saved, cleansed of all unrighteousness, and clothed in the beauty of holiness and service. Jesus can take our potential and convert it into reality. The purpose of being is not to remain as we are, but to become. Someone said so beautifully, we are not yet human beings, we are human becomings. And Robert Louis Stevenson said once, to become what we are capable of becoming is the only end of life. And Louis Pasteur said once, when I approach a child, he inspires in me two sentiments, tenderness for what he is and respect for what he may become one day. Someone asked a boy once, who made you, Sonny? And the boy replied, to tell you the truth, sir, I'm not finished yet. God gives us this power to become. To all who received him, he gave, he gave power to become children of God, John 1.12. The apostle Peter once came upon a lame man who was begging for money. And he walked up to the lame man and said, Silver and gold I have none, but 
in the name of the Lord Jesus, I say to you, rise and walk. That's the kind of power Christ gives us. Power to get up and walk out of a crippled past into a life of power, meaning, peace, and joy. Power to become better than we are. Power to become new creatures in Christ Jesus. Power to become gods by grace, as the church fathers say. Partakers of divine nature and heirs of God's kingdom. Psychiatry can tell us what is wrong with us, but only Christ can give us the power to rise out of sin and sickness to become what we are capable of being, children of God. Before Darwin, people believed that creation had ceased. God had created the world long, long ago and had stopped. After Darwin, people came to realize that God had not and has not finished with the creation of the world. He is still creating. And this is part of what theistic evolution is, evolution with God. Our very own creation is still going on. Man is evolving, for example, intellectually. Everything from the Ford automobile to the Einstein equation was created only in the past 100 years. And Tillard de Chardin, one of the greatest contemporary anthropologists, believed that the destiny of man, the real destiny of man, is to rise towards spiritual perfection until at last he is united with God. God has given us the power to become better than we are. He has given us the ability and the grace to evolve, not only intellectually, but also spiritually. We do not have to be captured by our past, by our smallness, by our sins. With God's power, we can rise to new heights of intellectual and spiritual perfection. The ladder of divine ascent is still there for us to ascend, to climb each day that we may achieve theosis and be united with God. A modern psychologist writes these words, quote, it is part of the tragedy of the human situation that the development of the self is never completed. Even under the, the best conditions, only part of man's potential is ever released. Man always dies before he is fully born. And he concludes by saying man's main task in life is to give birth to himself to become what he potentially is. Close quote. How many of us go through life wishing for the ideal, the ideal parent, the ideal child, the ideal spouse? And we forget, we keep forgetting that none of us is a finished product, complete like a piece of beautiful china. Each of us is in the process of becoming. How many divorces occur because there is the foolish idea in some people's minds that some perfect mate, 
perfect mate exists somewhere and that we must shed the present mate to find the perfect mate. We forget that the perennial problem in marriage is not to find the ideal partner, but to become and keep becoming with a lot of hard work and discipline and self-control and love and sacrifice to become that ideal partner. It is this power to become better than we are, a new creation, sons and daughters of God, gods by grace that Christ offers to those who receive him and believe in him. Power to overcome the world. Power to crucify every besetting sin. Power to shout over every triumph and temptation in life. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Power to become what we are by baptism. Children of God. Salvation, salvation, according to Orthodox theology, is not a state of being, but a state of becoming. A constant movement toward union with God, which can never, never be fully achieved in this life. It is a process that begins here and will be consummated or perfected in heaven. Never would any of the saints of the church say, as we hear some people saying today, I am saved. I have made it. I have arrived. These saints knew that they were always on the way. So they kept praying the Jesus prayer to the very end. Lord Jesus, Son of God, have mercy upon me, the sinner. The Christian life is constant growth, constant becoming, a constant journey from the image of God in which we were created to the likeness of God. And the great saints of the church were humble men and women who radiated God's grace and love. They were not converted once. They were not born again just once. Nor did they repent just once. Their life was a daily conversion and a constant repentance. They were saved once at the cross of Golgotha, but they were also being saved daily in the yielding of their will to God. Daily they sinned, daily they repented, daily they fell, daily they rose. Now, fundamentalist Christians are constantly proclaiming to us on the radio and on television that all we have to do to be saved is to make a decision for Christ and be born again by believing in Jesus, and that's it. They tell us that one becomes a full and complete Christian as soon as this happens. So the whole process of growth is omitted. It disappears. It's not there. One goes on immediately from the cradle, cradle of being born again to mature spiritual manhood, womanhood. Orthodoxy believes that to confess faith in Christ is the beginning, not the end. 
It is a journey and not a bed on which to lie while we wait for the Lord's return. The moment we become like the Pharisee and we say, I have arrived. I am where I'm supposed to be. Thank God I'm not like those other people out there. At that point, we become stagnant. And stagnation in the spiritual life is condemnation. So human perfection is not a state of having arrived. Only God has arrived. Only God is perfect in this sense. Human perfection consists in a constant, 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 growing, growing, growing toward Christ, toward perfection. A constant journey from the image of God to the likeness of God. A constant becoming, as St. Gregory of Nyssa says when he speaks of the eternal discovery of the eternal becoming. And this is why Orthodox Christians are always named after saints. Because once we are baptized, achieving sainthood becomes the potential, the goal, realizable and achievable in Christ. I'd like for all of us to conclude by reading together the words of Father Thomas Hopkall on the back page of the bulletin because they summarized everything we said this morning. Let's read. St. Gregory said that there are two differences between God and us. God is the archetype and we are the image. God is the being and the super being and we are becoming. That is, God is an inexhaustible abyss and we are an inexhaustible possibility for growth. Therefore, the human spirit is as inexhaustible as the being of God because it is created in the image of God. The growth in perfection is thus the human perfection. It is not as if keep on trying and someday you will be perfect. But Gregory of Nyssa said, when you try, when you are growing, then you are perfect. Then you are as perfect as a human can be, because the growth in perfection, the movement toward perfection, is in fact what it means for the human to be perfect. Whatever stage you reach, there is literally an infinity of possibility for growth still before you. And according to the fathers, this goes on for all eternity, even in the kingdom of God. That is the character of what it means to be created in the image and likeness of God. Let us pray. Lord, help us to become all that you created us to be so that we may not die before we are fully born. Amen.